0: This is Southern Tier Close Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com.
1: Right, and this is the Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. And the goddess of the green thumb herself, Amelia LaDolce, is my guest today. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. How was that for an intro?
0: <laughs> I've never been called the goddess
1: of Green Thumb before. I'm honored. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get new business cards made. Up. <laughs> um, you are with, of course, the Volunteers Improving Neighborhoods Environments, Inc., Vines, uh, best known for community gardens, therefore, the Green Thumb reference. Um, how long has Vines been, I mean, it, it, I'm old, so if something's been around for more than two years, I think it's been around forever, but, but Vines hasn't been. How long have you guys been working to improve neighborhood environments?
0: We're relatively young, but we've been around a little while now, um, 14 years. That, yeah, that's that's good track record. Yes. What, what was the
1: inspiration? Be I mean, the, you were, you know, you're the founder of the thing. What was the inspiration for getting something like this going?
0: I was actually I, I came in a, about seven months into Vines's development actually so there's some other folks in the community who deserve um, the, the founder title but um, they the original impetus was that there were a group of folks that you know wanted to do um, something in our community to help people be able to access food. Um, access fresh food better. Um, And so, you know, looking at all the vacant lots we had, they thought, well, why don't we start um, building some community gardens right in neighborhoods so that people can get to them by walking and not have to drive to them. And that's how Vine started with two community gardens in downtown Binghamton on Columbus Park East, a little dead-end street off of Columbus Park, and then also Pine Street.
1: Well, the thing that became quite interesting about this whole thing, it, it very, very quickly expanded beyond the whole food issue and the availability of fresh produce and, and such. Because really the name of the organization is, includes improving neighborhood environments. It, it's not just growing food. It's really an investment in a neighborhood by people in the community that once you do have a vested interest, it really does make a difference as far as as the whole nature of a community and, and impetus for better growth rather than problems.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, community gardens are so fantastic um, because they address so many different challenges that our communities face, food access. Um, blighted um, properties, um, the need for more green space, especially in low-income neighborhoods, um, and also just the, the the breakdown of the community fabric that we've had over the years as people are just less connected to one another um, in the ways that we used to be more so. Um, and what's happening with community gardens is that people are able to Meet folks that they wouldn't otherwise meet and get to know. And so by breaking down the barriers between people and neighborhoods, we're building stronger community.
1: Has the past year and a half with the pandemic been a, a, a setback? I mean, people uh, agreed the gardens are outdoors, but people for a while there. Were being told to stay away from each other. Did was was getting outdoors a benefit or was being told to keep apart a hindrance as far as last the past year with the the vines program.
0: I think while you know things over the last almost two years now have slowed down in so many ways in our lives. Um, at the same time, the community gardens have stayed just as popular, if not more so. The registration last year for our community gardens was just off the charts, and this year was also really, um, there was just huge demand um, for garden beds. And um, we actually did a a survey in partnership with a student up at SUNY ESF in Syracuse, um, where she surveyed our garden members and also, community garden members up in Syracuse to see what were some of the trends um, that happened in particular with COVID. And what she found was that um, it was, um, I think, 75% of people who were new to community gardening that year chose to become a garden member to get some social contact. Yeah, yeah. And so while we, you know, had, you know, we still had limited um, how many people could be in a garden at the same time and required masks, even though it was outdoors, um, people were able to get some, you know, develop connections, stay more connected with other people and their community because of the garden, being a part of the garden.
1: Well, one of the things that did have to take a little bit of a sidetrack that I always thought was such a, a wonderful program when it was launched was getting youth involved and getting them jobs mm. that, that really got them a, a sense of purpose and a sense of, you know, possibly building a career, if not in some sort of agriculture thing, but actually getting the worth work ethic, some of that had to get set aside during the pandemic as well, didn't it?
0: Well, we did hire a smaller group of youth yeah. last year than previous years, but, but we still, we still had a youth crew, um, working at our farm. And we also, um, started expanding our youth employment program beyond the summer. So previously we had just hired folks during the summer months. Um, but we are now, um, working with youth year round. So the crew that worked with us last summer, they worked with us also through the fall and then spring and it was just so great to stay connected to that group of young folks who are really having a hard time you know imagine being a high schooler and right the middle of a pandemic and being so isolated in this really important development stage um and so i think it it was a really huge benefit to those six folks even though it was only six individuals it the impact was so huge for them. I think.
1: Well, you mentioned starting off with just a couple gardens and how it's been growing and growing. Excuse the pun. Um, and you just added a new garden with um, a little help from your friends on the United Day or United Way Day of Caring.
0: Yes. So we um, just constructed our twentieth community garden Whee! in partnership. Yes, in partnership with Metro Interface on the south side of Binghamton on New Street across from the Lincoln Court apartment. Um, it will be open for folks to garden in this coming spring. And, yeah, we built it on Day of Caring with um, volunteers who signed up through United Way. We had folks from Penn State, uh, Penn State Alumni Association, um, Vestal Rotary, a ton of BU students, community members. It was wonderful. We had over 60 people come out to help with the build
1: how do you get a plot for a garden and i know you've expanded now past the confines of the city of binghamton where it started but you know do you just go hey there's a bunch of weeds growing let's go (laughs) you can't do. (laughs) you just can't do that how do you how do you determine where you're going to get a garden and and what are the steps toward getting approval to to take over the Mm -hmm. a, a plot
0: so we have a whole process for folks who are interested in starting a community garden. We um, on our website vinesgardens.org if you go to the community Gardens um, section under the program tab um, there is a whole guide on how to start a community garden um, in partnership with vines and oh. so what we ask folks to do is um, go through a training that we provide in the spring and then submit a very simple proposal to us. Um, so, whether you already have a vacant lot in mind or you just really want to be involved with, um, with this and start a community garden in your neighborhood and you're not where, sure where to start, we can guide people through that process. And we're continuing to build more community gardens as funding allows us to. And so, we'll have a workshop next year and we'll accept. Um, proposals next year and we'll build one to do to two community gardens in the fall again next year um, so if you submit a proposal and it's accepted we both then guide you through the whole process take the community garden under our wings and also invest money from our grants into the construction
1: yeah it's more than just ripping up the weeds out of a lot and say here you go you've got other mm-hmm. things that are involved with that as well
0: yeah, you have to go through the, the municipal um, planning process, get insurance for the lot. It's, you know, get water installed. There's things to be done, but it's when you're working with an organization like Vines that has done it a lot of times, um, it, it's a pretty straightforward process, usually. <laughs> fingers fingers crossed. Sometimes we, we, we face hiccups.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it happens, right? Well, you mentioned, and we talked briefly earlier, that things have been expanding outside of the, the confines of the city of Binghamton. And one of the newest developments, and we're talking pretty much, might as well say this month because we're pretty much there, is a new garden in Endicott.
0: Yes. So we we have one garden in Endicott on um, Loder Avenue, South Loder Avenue near Mercero Park. Um, But we're really excited to build a second community garden on October 16th on Squires Ave uh, in in Endicott.
1: Well, one of the things that's kind of interesting is when you're talking community gardens, you are talking urban settings, and we, we still kind of are. But I've actually seen in some really, really rural communities, we're talking in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, Uh, where you'd think that everybody has a yard and farm and this and that. There's actually a community garden there because it is the sense of community, I guess, even Mm -hmm. though it's um, not somebody that's living in an apartment that doesn't have a place to grow herbs and vegetables.
0: Exactly, exactly. It is about that community aspect, and there's lots of different ways you can design and run a community garden. So we have our model where people grow food and what they grow is for themselves. Um, or if they want to donate it, they can. But in some communities, people come together and they grow food, um, to donate. So everything they grow, the plan is to donate it. Um, but they're growing it as a community, um, to do something positive. Um, so I, yeah, I, I my hometown of Tully, New York, um, small town between Cortland and Syracuse, um, somebody started a community garden there a number of years ago, but everybody's got, <laughs> You know, there's there's somewhere you could put some plants in Tully, and, at anybody's house. <laughs>
1: and it's not just vegetables. I have to say, some of the flowers are really, really nice. And, and talk about improving yeah. neighborhood environments. It looks so nice. Mm-hmm. And that can draw, like bees, to a flower. Artists, what is going on with the the Broom artists coming in, swooping in, and heading out to the farm?
0: Yeah, so we're really excited to be a part of this year's Broom County Arts Trail on October 2nd and 3rd. We'll have artists at the Binghamton Urban Farm, which is on uh, Tudor Street, 16 Tudor Street. We'll have um, artists, I think, three or four artists dip- displaying their artwork, and then we'll also have a couple of musicians from Driftwood playing.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It kind of yeah. goes nice in a garden, doesn't it? If people, yeah. If people are interested in uh, more information about maybe making contributions to vines, because that never hurts, or mm-hmm. volunteering or, you know, m- wanting to uh, to join if they see a garden coming in in their community and want to become part of it and, and find out the benefits of joining in. How do they get a hold of you guys, and how do they find out more information?
0: Yes, uh, people can go to our website, vinesgardens.org, to learn more about all of our programs and also find our contact info, Um, But they can email us at info at vinesgardens.org or also on Facebook and Instagram under Vines Garden. So feel free to Facebook message us, email us, whatever. Um, And our phone number is also on the website.
1: And it's real easy to donate funds as well.
0: Yes, it's very easy to donate funds on our website or you can easily donate them through Facebook Donate.
1: That's always good to know. Well, Amelia, thank you so much for being my guest. I I hate thinking about fall and what lies ahead, but it is exciting looking ahead to the spring and thinking what we've got going on that uh, people will be able to enjoy in 2022. Yes, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close Up. If you're looking for